Thank you. Y'all may be seated. Greetings, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for attending um, the sermon. Once again, here with Brilliant Perception, we're believing and seeing. I am Quell, the music. We are here yet again with another sermon episode. Um, and once again, it is truly just my pleasure to bring forth to you another sermon. This is a Sunday sermon. I do apologize for the delay of it not being released on a Sunday. Um, you know, a lot of obligations coming up to uh, get things done at a higher scale for you guys. So I'm excited about that. But uh, we definitely want to keep them coming on uh, Sundays. Um, but nonetheless, we'll get into it today because we got plenty to talk about. But we're going to be discussing the government of God. The government of God and how important that is today. So I hope everyone is in a mindset where they're, you know, uh, unbothered and, uh, you know, you're in your mindset into which where you can get into this and enjoy yourself and gain something from it. I hope that if you're in your car or wherever you are listening, that your uh, attention is on because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it to you just like I received it. Okay. Now, as usual, okay, we'll be coming from a passage in the Gospel of Thomas. I like to break it down in my own format title, which I will give it a bit more um, from the original title. But today we are talking about how to enter the government of God. When we hear about the kingdom, which is this government, it's either one or two things. It's this place in, in this family of royalty, or it's the place in the sky that people, you know, that poor people on earth have to look forward to because they'll never be able to live like that here. So when we hear kingdom, we usually, for the saints and religious people, some great place once you're dead. And then the other is a place that most of us won't get to visit or be a part of because we don't have the family bloodline. So eh, both of them are far-fetched when you hear the word kingdom. It's kind of like a fantasy word almost, right? Well, things of that nature is usually what comes to mind naturally, which isn't bad. I mean, depending on how you look at it, just preference. But as far as what we're referring to, these definitions don't help with that because those things are limited in the sense of their meaning. In order to enter into the kingdom or the government of God today, not when you die, we must first understand that it is not outside of ourself. If you will take the time to get your thought of expectation started even before you're in your government lockdown, 
which means this is your frame of mind in which you would like to maintain a certain vibe, you'll be able to set the tone of your lockdown more specifically than if you walk into the lockdown and begin to observe it as it already is. Do you follow? Yeah. Let me give you an example. You're listening to this podcast and you're enjoying the vibe and, and, and you know, you got your wine or whatever have you, you drink of water, you're riding in the car, and, you know, chances are you're just in a good place of receiving. It's a nice little area, you know, you, you have your vibe and your flow you have going so far. And then you, you take in everything being said and it's feeding your mind and you expect everything to turn out just right after this podcast ends because you got no interruptions. Um, you can soak it all in. But then the phone rings. This causes a disruption in your vibe, which then, you know, you enter into a new state of mind. Because, see, your podcast state of mind is not the same as your work phone call state of mind or school calling you about your child's state of mind or your mom calling you about something that happened yesterday's state of mind. They're all different states of mind. Okay, so you set forth the intention not to answer the phone because you say, well, I'm in my vibe, zen flow right now. Whatever's happening on the other side of this call is going to change my state of mind. So you set forth the intention that it's not more important than your spiritual wellness of listening to the sermon. And you set forth the intention that you will return the call later when you have time. So the rhythm and flow of you of your alone time is not disrupted. Your segment changed slightly, but you maintain your balance and all is well. Right? You're actually prepaving your future experiences constantly without even knowing that you are doing so. You're continually projecting your expectations into your future experiences. Do you follow? And this lockdown state of mind helps you to consciously consider what you are projecting. And it gives you control of your future lockdowns. Do you follow? See, this discourse with the Sadducees we had before and continue to have in every age. See, because we know from the ancient book of the, the, the Bible, the Sadducees, these rulers, these people in important positions within the communities or societies of the old time stories, it was just a mindset, right? In every age there have been and will be men of corrupt minds. This is not a thing of the past. We experience that every day. We must be careful not to get caught up in this corruption simply because they changed the title of it. But it's the same corruption. They're no longer considered the Sadducees, but the corruption is the same. We looking for a group of people with some old silky robes and tall hats when the reality is they could be sitting right next to you, sleeping right next to you. They could be at your church. Sadducees, it's a mindset. We run away with our own definitions of what we think something means instead of looking into its true meaning. Therefore, allowing ourselves to be susceptible to this corrupt nature.
We must be willing to have these discussions openly if we are to ever arrive at a solid truth. You understand? This is the process of elimination. But you have some religious folks uh -oh, that don't want to hear no opposing sides, much like the Sadducees, the closed-minded. It's a mindset that is like the rock. The seeds fall on it and bump off. They just, they just trickle off. There's nowhere to plant anything because it's, it's closed. It's a rock, which is a frame of mind. Not only having the conversation, but sharing the results of our experiments with philosophy. This is what we should be able to do. But religion makes those kind of things get tense. Somebody has to be wrong. Somebody has to be wicked. Somebody has to be going to hell. Somebody has to be going. Somebody. In order to run the government of God, one must keep the desires of the people in mind when in office. I hope this illustration don't you don't lose where I'm going. How do we do that? We keep pictures around your workspace, right? Pictures of where you desire to be, the vacations, you desire to take the car, you desire to drive. Uh, you keep it in your room, you, you know, uh, the, the, the wife or husband you desire, the family, the house, etc. Whatever it is that you desire, love, laughter, whatever it is for you, you keep that representation, the idea of what you would like to be, do, and have around you at all times. Let the energy of it just surround you. See, back in the ancient times, there was the so-called free thinkers, and these people banned the doctrine of the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come, though they were plainly revealed in the Old Testament and were articles of the Jewish faith. These people denied that there is any resurrection whatsoever or, or any future state of the soul. They claim not only no return of the body to life, but no continuation of the soul in the afterlife. No world of spirits, no state of recompense, uh, recompense and retribution for what was done in the body, no consequence for the life lived, no life after, and no life before. What does that mean? Regardless of the many attempts on our minds, because that's what this is, we have not given up this freedom easily. However, and in fact, we can never truly give it up, for it exists as the most basic tenet of our very being. And still, in our attempt to give it up, because we still do that, but in our attempt to give it up, for it exists as the most basic tenet, still in our attempt for the sake of getting along we, we usually give it up because we don't want to deal with the, the retaliation of the ones controlling everything that we enjoy God forbid I speak up and work and lose my job and my benefits and my pension 
God forbid I speak up in a in a situation where I'm I'm staying with somebody but I'm contributing to the situation and if I say the wrong thing I'm back at square one God forbid we don't want to give up the things we enjoy oh man if I lose my job never mind just having money man what does that mean for my Netflix account what does that mean for we don't want to give up what we enjoy. Oh, we see the, the, the destruction that Biden is causing all across the country. But uh, uh, he, he's still giving out them stimulus checks. Well, yeah, no. Yeah, well. Hmm. Or in hopeless uh, resignation that we have no other choice than to give up our powerful right to choose. Because if we don't give up our right to choose, then we, we have to stop getting these stimulus checks. And we, we have to stop getting welfare. And we have to stop getting all these uh, convenient restaurants and, uh, and all the things they control. I, I, I like my 7-Eleven. It's right by my job. Go in there, grab me a hot dog, a cup of chips. Huh? We go. We we have gone crossways to our natural current, and contrary to our very soul. That's what it boils down to. They were proclaiming this because they knew if you take away this in all religion, then all hope of something greater than your circumstances fall to the ground. They say, they, they say to hell with religion. Forget it all. Forget religion, forget spiritual relationship, forget it all. There's nothing. How about that? And the consequences of the life you lived with. There would then be no point of praising. No point of uh, putting people in jail. For what? Because, I mean, no point at least in trying, because if you don't catch them, they never pay for the crimes. If, if they don't go to jail, they got away with it scot-free. Whoever Scott is. <laughs> no point of worship, no point of a higher power, no hope whatsoever. Imagine a world with no hope. That's why they much rather lie to you and create a false hope than none at all. See, when you have that knowing of the God in you, fear vanishes. Hmm? You understand? That's Genesis 3 and 5. For God does know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. And ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Hearing this testimony alone tells you that there's a hope for better than what is available to you. 
We don't have to remain with the feeling of depression, which is just a feeling of feeling a, a, a feeling of entrapment or the feeling of, of hopelessness. Because this leaves us feeling powerless and trapped in our life circumstances. We don't have to remain with this kind of feeling. I know how that feels. A lot of the crap we have been given to believe tells us to be fearful of the wrath of God. If we focus on money and success too much like these prosperity preachers, then we're going to see the wrath of God. When this life is over, there's an everlasting punishment for people who operate like that. But if you just suffer a long while, long suffering, long suffering, ailments, mental suffering, emotional suffering, spiritual suffering, if you just suffer, a big old bag of suffering. One day there will be a reward for your suffering. And sure, like I said last sermon, you might even have been harassed by your troubles thus far or feel like your circumstances of punishment right here on earth unjustly afflicted upon you by God or the universe. I'm sure you do. But the misconception of the text eliminates metaphysics because everything turns to the physical experience, the exoteric, the fleshly, carnal experience. And with that being the case, you, your, your punishment is only punishable by what, you can, what can be done to you punitively. Do you read? Imprisonment. With this method or this philosophy in which I just mentioned, that's as good as it gets. Torture, what have you, uh, uh, whatever is deemed lawful according to the laws of the land of man is all that there is. You're never caught by the law or, or the, you spend your whole life of murdering or uh, children and yeah. eating their insides or trafficking humans, men and women against their will and manipulating and robbing people and just living your best life or your best evil life and never getting caught or end up dying before they find out all this was going on, then guess what? You just got to wait because there's no afterlife. There's no heaven. There's no hell according to this philosophy. And nothing is going to happen to you afterwards because no life after this. Something like this being told to desperate and afflicted people. You can imagine that that would strip a lot of them of strong hopes. Leaving them vulnerable for attack. Whatever little bit of faith they have left and of their power and control, it'll be stripped of them. You have to be careful of people that want to strip you of your hope. Because then you helplessly lie, wait, and depend on them. It's about power and control. Realize what life has become for you or will become for you 
like the unfortunate before you when you're hopelessly depending on what you know in the flesh. Those who are aware of the processes of the government of God within you today, you should always have in your personal environment, like I said, pictures, something, some kind of reminder, because trust me, you're going to need a reminder, representations, statues of ideas, what you desire to be, do, and have. And as long as you live, Without giving precise direction to your life, it will be up for grabs by whom and whatever desires to control it. Where kings reside and govern, they sit on the throne of authority and control and dictate people's livelihoods. With the governments of the world, if this is the only place that is actually a kingdom in which you can enter, then you're always out of the driver's seat. You, you don't have the qualifications. You ain't got the bloodline. You don't have the experience. You don't have the talent. You don't have the ability. You're not classified. You're always at the mercy of someone else's hands in this manner. Your life at this limited point is that of the government or that of who is in control of the king. Because hmm? don't be fooled in thinking the king actually really run everything. Great kings realized the science of thought and have known that people act the way they think. The great kings known and have known this for the longest. They always knew more importantly that people react to the thoughts of others, especially when the thought is stronger and more convincing than their own. We always worry about what somebody else thinks. Kings knew that. This allowed the ones that know of the power of God government inside of you to sway you by appealing to your mind. What is it people in this area would be concerned with that other people might think of them? Whether it's to lead you to freedom or slavery, the will is theirs when they understand this and you don't. It's time to study your own government. It's time to get an understanding, an understand. It's time to understand it. Learn how to use it to improve your life by drawing upon the great source of power. If your life doesn't happen to wrap around that which is the law, guess what? You will suffer. Realize it's all about control because in this situation you feel inferior when you think about it in that sense. But when you understand that the kingdom, the true kingdom, your true reward, where your power lies, where your reward lies is within, then nothing outside of you can take away the opportunity for you to reside where God is. Follow me. This is a personal journey. It's vital that you engineer what your outer and inner eye beholds. 
you must engineer this process. Don't allow nobody else to, to paint that picture for you. You follow? Give me a little something to drink in between here, so y'all excuse me. There's only been one government that truly has all power over our lives. And that government is inside of you. What you see with the exoteric government power is a mirage of the true government. Hmm? It's a mirage. We're dealing with duality here. And literal duality is anything that has two sides, mostly dealing with good and evil. I know you don't heard about that before, good and evil, good versus evil. Duality. We're immersed in the experience of duality and from that springs all our troubles. It's like atoms being split and it's being, you know, it's being splitting since the uh, beginning and there was one consciousness and then it got split into multiple consciousnesses, which is our lives. Let's look at the old ancient book in Genesis 3 and 22 where it says, And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil duality and now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever stay with me it didn't want us to recreate or replicate itself in another formal fashion it wanted to continue to expand in all kinds of different ways. We're talking about God. We're talking about the source. It. So we're looking at everything from a human standpoint. Uh, woman, man, girl, boy, left, right, this, It has no particular gender. So this consciousness was duplicated and there were many, many replicas of the one consciousness, which is the source, which is only one state, but now being cut into multiple and this energy being split into multiple forms and fashions create this duality man, this duality that we live in, this man being in which we've become split into man and woman, flesh and spirit being um, bind into one, which are two separate things, matter versus energy. That's what this is. We're the energy, our fleshly body is the matter. And like the sculptors who with their hands feel their way as they recreate their vision, yes, yes. you will use your emotions to feel your way to the government of God in you and recreate your life. From the splitting of the atoms, and the splitting of the consciousness, the splitting of the energies, all of our troubles 
So we're trying to get into the control room or the government of God within ourselves. If our eyes both outer and inner are always falling upon negative and indifferent things, then that's what we will become like. And that's what we will be plagued with. Hmm? Mark 12 and 19. Somebody said, Master, Moses wrote unto us, if a man's brother die and leave his wife behind him and leave no children that his brother should take his wife and raise up seed unto his brother. Where am I going with this? Stay with me. You see, here they were trying to get an understanding of how things work. You see, if you don't know how to operate in a control room, you'll be lost because there's so many buttons and machines that you don't know what, which one do what. You know what you want to do, but you don't know which one does it. So it's coming for those who undermine any truth of God to perplex it. It's common for these people to perplex what they don't understand. They begin to load something simple with difficulties. And as long as we live a life where we're constantly having to be excused because 95% of our life is out of our own control and the other 5% is full of I'm not perfect then we live a life by default whatever way the wind blows is how your day goes or what or, or, or how your year goes while we're at it. what kind of life is that this is the kind of life you end up living when you are when you are the cattle in your own life experience. The cattle have no concern about what goes on with the dealings of the shepherd. See, when these, see, that's, that's why it's so easy for people to come and take over you. You're a bunch of sheep, you're a bunch of cattle. They say, oh, what well, well, heck, you want to be the cattle? And cattle need shepherds. I'll be the shepherd. See, when these non-believers were asking these questions, they really didn't expect to make Christ stumble. But they were hoping that in the process, that their questions would make the ones who were trying to wake up question what was being taught to wake them up to their own authority in their life. Does that sound familiar? Hmm? The news that you listen to all the time, your favorite news stations, your favorite media. This is their, this is what they do. The ones keeping you or trying to persuade you to stay in this sheep state of mind are the ones you voted for. You put in office, so to speak, in a sense. The ones with enough credibility for you to consider their counsel. The news channels that have been passed down from generations to generations like some kind of wealth, inheritance, the political brainwashing agents, and so on. Yeah. 
They all have your attention when they speak against something because they have manipulated their way into your trust so that they don't have to force you to consider what they say. You volunteer to listen. They figure if, if, if they can ask the kind of questions that couldn't be answered to satisfaction either way, they have accomplished their mission. Hmm? What, what you think they're doing with this virus? They're asking the kind of questions and giving answers that just don't satisfy either way. You, 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 it's not a yes, it's not a no, it's a I don't know on, on either side. So you, you come away with nothing. When you find yourself in fear of viruses and bills and evildoers and so on, you have not yet experienced the government of God within you. Because only then you will have no fear in this life experience. You see, religion teaches us that there's long suffering in this life. And that there's no escaping it. That's what religion teaches. The old text says in, uh, um, that now that we're seven brethren, the first took a wife, dying, and left no seed. The second took her, died, neither left any seed. The third, likewise, same thing, died, left no seed in one. And the seven brothers had this woman and they left no seed and the last of all the woman died also in the resurrection therefore when they shall rise whose wife shall be of them for the seven had her to wife hmm? they're mixing See, that's the duality. They're mixing. They're mixing uh, matter with energy. This leaves people in a confused state because most people don't understand the duality like that. Death is the end of what was and the resurrection is the beginning of what is now. You see, the duality is confusing us as to who we truly are. We do ourselves wrong and, and we have the wrong idea about our true self. You see, we try to compare the spiritual experience with the fleshly one. That's what they were doing with this question because it confuses people. And, and it leaves uncertainty. And today we're talking about how we are uh, confusing the spiritual kingdom with the physical one or even worse we're mistaking it for some faraway place out in the heavens past the clouds we're living life in absence of what is actually necessary to live life <laughs> marriage means to join or to come together as one in the physical state, one can get married, but only can be given in so with the proper grant of permission from the certified authority. I'm saying the proper authority for you to be one with God is already your nature. 
You don't need a, a, a reverend to sign off, a bishop to sign off, a pastor. You don't need the state to sign off on this kind of matrimony. God is you as much as you are God. The authority to rule your life has already been granted. The permission is already signed the minute you show up in this life experience. If you're trying to become a new person today, don't waste your time trying to convince people that you are this new person. I'm trying to tell you from experience because they don't have the authority to make it true for you anyway. So don't spend your time trying to convince them. You go straight to the one with authority to grant you the permission to be and that authority is you. You don't need confirmation from nobody else to say, oh yeah, you are better than you were yesterday. Oh, oh no, you're not. You're, you're the same person. I know you say you're trying to be, but no, you're the same terrible person as yesterday. See, Genesis 24 and 67 says, and Isaiah, I mean Isaac, brought her into his mother, Sarah's tent, and took Rebekah, and she became his wife. And he loved her, and Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Hmm? Physical marriage is for comfort. Do not misunderstand that you build a family and you love each other and you comfort each other until it's time to leave this experience. But too often this kind of comfort is dangerous because it puts a stop to your spiritual drive to further seek one's true self. A part of that urge to marry and become one was driven from your soul wanting to become aligned with the source once again where all your help comes from to live a life of true power and authority. <clears throat> but here's an idea. Marriage is the most important institution of human society. Human beings have certain urges like hungers and thirst and sex. Without going too deep into this, let's just say that these urges can be transmuted into energy that can get anything done that you desire. But when these desires or these hungers are met with food and drink and sex, the drive goes with it for the most part and for most people. And it settles a man down. I don't know about that because I you know, people that eat a lot and drink a lot and have a lot of sex, they, they, man, they got some dry. Imagine if they didn't have so much sex. Imagine if they didn't overindulge in drinking and eating. Imagine what more these people could do. See, marriage was nothing more than a controlled way to, repro to reproduce. We got to call it what it is. Because as long as we misunderstand or we have a misconception of, of, of the things we partake in and, 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 and dedicate our souls and our lives to, the, the further injustice we're doing ourselves. Ain't nothing wrong with marriage. It's nothing wrong with the idea that we just see it for what it is and you can use it for what it is. It's a controlled way to reproduce, to claim property publicly, 
and keep tabs on bloodlines in a small summary, if you will. Nothing wrong with that. But the problem comes where you don't understand that's what it is and you're making it something it's not and it becomes way bigger than what it really should be. Also, when it comes to the pleasures in which man enjoys, it makes sense to make a fair way to enjoy the pleasures of this of his earthly experience in the flesh like manna through marriage instead of the true nature but when a, a human realizes that they are not humans but merely having a human experience all of a sudden natural disasters might not become brutal and in this way but be under direction under control yes, yes which only can take place from the control room and which we seem to be locked out of. We're locked out of the government within. Do you follow? So the children of this world, meaning anything outside of yourself, your flesh, bones, blood, house, trees, that's not your soul. The children of this world fear dying hmm? that operate in the human mindset the flesh mindset they fear dying they live their whole life trying not to die and they need comfort to cope with what they don't fully understand therefore they marry and we give children in marriage we do a lot of things according to experience rather than knowledge from within because we don't govern our lives from the kingdom. Your life doesn't feel out of control because of your bills. It doesn't feel out of control because your spouse annoys the hell out of you. It doesn't feel out of control because of child or children. It doesn't feel out of control because of your job or your school or a parent who was too sorry to be there for you. It's because of your own mental attitude. Let that soak in. We support the world of comfort. We support the world of, of comfort mankind would need for recruits with sufficient members of society contributing to the world. So when one generation passes away, another may come and human existence goes on, right? That's what ancestors before gave up to give us a chance to have our experience that we're having now. Ignorant sacrifices. Ooh, somebody got mad about that one. To sacrifice is to destroy. Is to surrender. To suffer. To be lost for the sake of obtaining something. I'm not saying sacrifice is necessary. I'm saying ignorant sacrifice is never necessary. We should never sacrifice health to pleasure. That's ignorant. You've got to be void of information to sacrifice your own health for a moment of pleasure. Yeah. Hmm? We should never uh, do something like that, nor integrity to fame. Sacrificing your integrity for a moment of fame. 
I used to always hear in the Bible words such as uh, let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let us go and suffer to be lost for the sake of obtaining something from God. The question for me would always be, what exactly are we destroying or surrendering or suffering to be lost in order to gain from God? Hmm? Is it possible the things we should destroy are the very things we hold on to, therefore never really obtaining anything of God? Uh-oh. Because these ancient members before us, human existence, went forth that we may have some comfort, marriage, the children to come may have some of their own offspring to leave to the fruit of their labors too, especially that chosen of God in the future, right? We pass on generational comfort. And it ain't all that comfortable, I'll tell you that. All the philosophy in the world cannot remove an atom of our dilemma no matter how philosophical you get it cannot remove an atom of our dilemma with duality or troubles this duality brings it can't be removed with philosophy that's understood we must get back into the control room we must get back into our own government do you follow Luke 20 and 35 says, But they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. Stay with me. And that's something quite interesting when you think about it. So it says the children of this world, of this generation, of this age, of this time play, you know, Play Mary the Unites. They get they, they they get a husband. They get a wife. They're given by their parents over to the idea of it or lawfully get permission to walk into this thing called marriage. But it says truly, but the ones that shall be accounted worthy to obtain this world. They don't. The ones that are resurrected from, they, they don't marry. You're not living a life that makes you unhappy because you're not worthy enough. The reason you have not already gotten what you de desire is because you're holding yourself in a mindset that does not match the vibration of your desire. Meaning you're not operating your life from the kingdom within but rather from the physical aspects of life primarily does that make sense even though philosophy cannot remove an atom of our dilemma it can help us to disbelieve in the separation or division of who we are philosophy is like watching a training film 
We can learn from it to better understand what is taking place from an angle we cannot see during the game time or, or, or live on the work floor. Hmm? Once you have entered into the true government of God, you will no longer need to marry or die. You will be equal even unto the level of extraterrestrials. The question which seems to be the right one to ask is whether or not this is something that takes place after we die or if it's something that takes place while we are still alive. My best answer is definitely takes place after you die. Stay with me. What does it mean to die if the Bible really is metaphysical? In this manner to depart from this world. It means to depart from this world. And we already talked about what we mean by this world. Is it possible to depart from this world mentally? Yes. Along these lines, we agree that the world is anything outside of our true self, including your flesh. Now, in this manner, I found that depart means to go from, to leave, to desist, uh, to desist as from a practice. So, in short, to stop committing acts. So to die is to stop committing acts in this fashion. So again, we can we die and still be alive in the physical body? Absolutely. As the Bible says, we must die daily. <clears throat> at least that's what I heard. Now it makes more sense when you look at it from that aspect. The government of God is meant to prepare us for the real experience of being here. So when we think of heaven and the next world, it's misleading as though we can't experience a new world in this world. Some of this may sound confusing, so stay with me. And I'll paint it out for you because what I'm doing in each episode is taking your mind from the physical way of explaining things onto the metaphysical. And in order to do that, I must compare it with what you identify in the physical possession. You follow? Our present state of dual consciousness is not a curse. You follow? Realize that we are the non-physical transcendence. Our physical world has come forth from the projection of the non-physical. Okay? Us and our physical world are extensions of God. Okay. Now our present state of dual consciousness is not a curse. It's not a curse. Let me say it in another way. Our present state of separation 
or dividing or divided consciousness is not a curse. Let's let that part sink in. The splitting of the mind, of the energy, the flesh and the spirit energy split into consciousness for subconscious things of that nature. The splitting of male, female, splitting is not a curse. said the word curse so much I'm starting to feel like maybe we should elaborate since you asked I'll go ahead and do that now we like to use the old Webster 1828 you can go back further or, or older source but it gives me about the gist of what I'm looking for so far But when we look at the word curse, it tells me that it, it says pret, cursed, or curse, to utter a wish of evil against one. To imprecate evil upon, to call for mischief or injury to fall upon, to execrate. Okay? So, when we're saying that it's not a curse, it is not evil being called upon us, it is not injury or harm being set upon us the splitting is not evil called upon us it's not harm called upon us let me say it again in some kind of different way for you the divided theory of consciousness and hypnosis is better referred to as I, I, I want to make sure because see, see I need you to follow me so I'm going to make sure that that you actually follow me so bear with me so follow me here the divided theory of consciousness in hypnosis is better referred to as elliptical consciousness. Now, elliptical consciousness is what they use in the professional term. There's a part of the hypnotized person's mind that is in a different time zone experiencing a past event in case of regressive memory or future event in case of time progression and another part of his mind that is here in the present time 
So in a sense, a splitting taking place. Now the real issue here is that we're locked out of our own government. Hmm? I'm going to put it my way now. And you know what? Being locked out is not even a problem. You follow? Because the ancient book talks about us being equal until the angels and the children of God being the children of the resurrection. And when you venture into the kingdom, you're born again. It's a clean state of mind. Hmm? You're not the life that you lead in the fleshly world. You are the true self in a state of trueness, just. See, it's easy for us to become obsessed with things outside of ourselves, which leaves us in a state of catering to the needs of those things, which leaves the true self starving and weak. We all know somebody like that, and we've been that person. See, in this kingdom upon the throne, those that have entered into the joy of the Lord are entirely taken up with that joy. There's no need for anything to compensate for the lack of. Because you're filled with it. We don't need uh, uh, not the joy of the, the, the bridegroom and his bride. You don't need the joys of this world. You don't need it. You may desire some things, but you don't need the joy of this world to be who you are. You don't need the joys of the material things, other things that once compensated or accommodated that void that you were missing because you were locked out of the kingdom. Yes, hmm? yes. How many times have you swore up and down that you wanted something so bad or matter of fact that you needed it? So bad you need it. And you got it and realized it wasn't what you were looking for. Hmm? You were locked out under their control. Loving that world of love is all that there is. So once you get it, the money, the marriage, things of that nature, and you're really looking for something deeper. Poor husband, poor wife, they in for a treat. Hmm? You couldn't spend enough money. It's just not going to fix it. You know what is needed when you enter into the kingdom in which we may have appeared to suffer losses. The purest and the most pleasing love we entertain ourselves within this world. It's not needed there in the kingdom. Are y'all with me? This is where the body itself shall be a spiritual body. And your true parent, the light, has been since the beginning.
broken. All the things that seem to be necessary will be banished. And when there is a perfection of holiness, there is no occasion for marriage. Hmm? Now, I'm not speaking against marriage. I don't have some kind of... I'm married. I don't speak against marriage. I speak against the ignorance of partaking in things we don't fully understand. Because then we tie ourselves to it, our true selves to it, and limit ourselves to it. See, once we understand the true nature of marriage, it'll help unlock those limited beliefs that are keeping you in a place where you're merely just a husband or you're merely just a wife you're merely just a mother or father marriage was considered a way to preserve the purity of a woman and keep the bloodline clean there's no need to have the agreement of, a, of, of marriage to preserve yourself from being tainted in the place where being tainted isn't possible and the only place that is not possible is in the government of God. Hmm? Marriage was a physical form of what needs to take place spiritually. Proverbs 29 and 2, Job says, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked bear fruit, the people mourn. Stay with me. Now, what does this mean? Well, when you live a life locked out of the government, this is a life where you are more likely to experience suffering majority of the time. When you live a life the way it was meant to be, this is a life where you are happy the majority of the time and you're fulfilled in your undertakings. In the government of God, there is no defiling. There is no fear. There's no suffering. There is nothing that can defile someone operating in their godliness. You follow? Those who are, are mostly observers are the wicked. They thrive in good times but they suffer in bad times. Why? Because what they are observing is prayers that have already been answered, that have already been manifested, that have been called forth before and are already vibrating. And as they observe it, they include it in their prayer. They include it in their manifestation, they include it in their vibrational uh, continents. And as they include it, God's universe accepts that as their point of attraction and gives them more of the essence of it. Do you follow? 
So they're by default, whether it's their environment, the food, their counsel at the house, DNA, whatever it is, causes them to send off certain vibrations on autopilot, subconscious. Okay? And then they react to the results of the prayers they send up they, unknowingly. They react to the manifestations of the vibrations they sent off and now they got some back from it. You know, in their life, in their situation, the circumstance, the people, the events, the things. And then they react to it and say, wait, I don't like this. You send off vibrations of being poor and, and you know, because naturally that's what you see and you're just, rich, you know, you're sending off vibrations due to it. And then when it come back, you get more poor situations, events and people. And you say, oh my goodness, I can't stand this. You're just responding. See, it's, what way can I put this? It's like if, have you ever seen a situation where it's like a wild animal, they can sense fear, hmm? a predator, they can, it's almost like they can smell the fear because it's sending off certain kinds of vibration and they can, they can feel the fear on the hairs of their fur. And the stronger the fear, the more likely you are to be praying. Hmm. So they say, you can't show them that you're scared. It's the same thing. The more that you give off the vibrations of, I don't want this, I don't want that, I'm tired of this, I'm tired of that. It has a vibration to it. Your words, your feelings, they all have vibes. And it comes back. All the universe too is mirroring it. Back to you. Magnified. See, for the wicked, the better it gets, the better it gets. Or the worse it gets, the worse it gets. They have no idea what's taking place. So when things are good, it's it's great. They flip around and somehow get worse, it gets worse. For the one who is a visionary or righteous, thrives in all times. Do you understand? Psalms 92 and 12 says the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Now we know that it's not literal, that it's metaphysical. It's teaching you something of the mind. This describes a person who lives a life of abundance, not poverty. Hmm? So when you understand that philosophy can help us disbelieve and, and, and duality and, and learn from dual experience and it better helps you understand that for our present state of dual consciousness is not a curse. Yeah. It's not even an obstacle. It's just a lack of understanding of what is actually taking place. Therefore, it is our mistake and reaction to it that causes the problem.
our mistaken reaction to this dual reality is what causes the problem. You follow? You thinking that you're merely human. It's the problem. So we're locked out of the reality. Uh, excuse me. We're locked out of the government. Therefore our reaction is. That of victimization. Hmm. Since we locked out. You know. It's that of responding like victims to this reality. Like someone out of the driver's seat. Someone being taken for a ride. Trusting in whoever is automatically driving this ship, your government, the Vatican's. That's where we're going wrong. Our response to this dual reality is what is causing us to live a life of suffering and live a life of fear which paralyzes you. You see what's going on out here with the pandemic? It paralyzes you and it keeps you in a state of lack and limitation. So while you on pause, everybody else running up checks. They having a ball right now. While you scared, running out of money and resources, Limited to whatever you want to do The ones who know better It's a candy store Buying up gold and silver Buying up houses Land They're going crazy And here you are See nowhere near your potential Is where you are Honestly so it's important that we realize this truth so that we can get back into the government and we can start to direct and we can start to govern through our God consciousness because this is where God operates. Our God is not a God of the dead. Yeah. It's not possible. If you still carry the exoteric mind with you then uh, 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 this far, then you fail to realize the true process of death. Death is not the end of our existence. It is only the beginning of another. Therefore God is a God of the living because no one truly dies. See, another part of marriage, which is a huge part, is companionship. Someone to live life with until it's time to transfer. Because the process of transferring can be quite scary to those who don't realize what's taking place. Therefore, it's not good for a man to be alone. You see, death rules in the material world. So most people you know, put their lives around trying not to die instead of living. Hmm? What a life. 
in the kingdom, death has no reign. We must not fight the design of our spirit being combined with the earth suit called the human body. No, don't do that. We must have the means to make the two into one. You've got to get your fleshly body under control through the spirit which powers it in the first place. See, much like the galaxy on um, Orion's belt in the first men in black. Remember the cat, Orion, he had a belt around his neck and he had a little bell buckle looking thing on it. And in, inside of that was a whole galaxy. It's much like that. Our experience here is like a galaxy inside of a planet within an earth. Do you follow? When we enter into the government of God, we become equal to the angels. True believers, though they are dead to us, that live in the flesh still, they do live. Their souls which return to God who gave their lives to them as the father of spirits in their body shall live again at the end of time by the power of God. For it is within us to call of things that are not as though they were. Because in us is the God that quickens. So don't look at people strange or, or offbeat because they're using their true power. I mean, we find it so absurd for people to claim something before it is. Job 28 and 12. But where shall wisdom be found? Where is the place of understanding? 2813. Man knoweth not the price thereof, neither is it found in the land of the living. 2814. The depth says, It is not in me. And the sea saith, It is not with me. 2815. It cannot be gotten for gold, neither shall silver be weighed for the price thereof. 2816. It cannot be valued with the gold of offer, with the precious onyx or the sapphire. Are you starting to understand? I'll say it again. It cannot be valued with the gold of Ophir or with the precious onyx or the sapphire. The gold and the crystal cannot equal it. And the exchange of it shall not be for jewels of fine gold. Twenty-eight, eighteen. No mention shall be made of coral or of pearls, for the price of wisdom 
is above rubies. What is being said here? That the government of God, your mind, your true self, cannot be traded for fair value to material things. Yeah. There's nothing comparable as a fair trade for your soul. That which we are is worth more than anything the physical world could offer in exchange. We need the instrument to open our government. We need the key. It's not enough to just tell us in theory that uh, that's what must be done. That is the way. What is the tool? This tool is meditation. This is the sole way to accomplish opening your God government. So all that for meditation. Stay with me. Job 23 and 12 says, Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Once you understand who you truly are and what that means for you and your life experience, you too will value things of the spirit over the necessary things of the flesh. Necessary things like food is necessary. Yet you would put it aside and esteem the spirit. Hmm? When you understand. So we can't even talk about money. We can't even talk about clothes and cars and houses and jewelry. That's a joke when you understand who you truly are to even consider that being more important. That's your tool. Meditation is your tool. That's your instrument. That's your means. Meditation is the sole way to accomplish this. You see the old Pentecostal when they get down there to the altar in the, the beginning, rocking, snotting, slobbing, and clapping. They close their eyes and they begin to focus. See, they may not be able to tell you in a scientific formula what's taking place, but I'll tell you. They begin to meditate with a focus achievement on their mind. They say, get your mind on Jesus and just call him and focus on him. That's a form of meditating because you're getting down there, you're clearing your mind of all the things that are going on outside of you and around you, and you're getting into a state of mind in which you're just focusing in on a result. And you don't even have to do that. You don't have to focus on a result. You could just get down there and clear your mind altogether. 
but you're just clearing yourself of all the things that are constantly bombarding your mind. And that's enough to get you through. Hmm? If you're really out of sync, in other words, if you can really feel that you're not in a good feeling place, then that's a good time as well to meditate. Because when you quiet your mind, you stop thought. And when you stop thought, your vibration automatically rises. Ooh, come on somebody. We have to free ourselves from the opinion of others long enough to focus on what we care about. I know that's difficult in the times we live in. The internet, social media, and all these things being life. But let me tell you, you better get control of it or it will control you. And it'll run you through the ground. You can't keep up with this stuff. There's millions of people that got something to say every time you do something. Um, uh, you can't fight that. So don't even try to. It's, it, that's not where your power lies. Not thinking who looking at me. <laughs> who gonna say something? It is my dresser while I'm down here meditating. I don't know somebody walking by, staring at me, cut my eyes closed at this park in the middle of the grass, meditating like this. I'm down here by myself. Probably look crazy. I hope they don't call the police. I wonder if I look stupid. Oh God, I probably look like a clown. All these. It's just all these things are just, just gone from your mind when you get into the meta state of mind and you begin the experience in which you begin to appear lucky. You begin to use the instrument, the key to opening the operation government of God. Do you follow? Focus your thinking. On thoughts that make you feel good, not thoughts that make someone else feel good about you. You know what I'm saying? I know I used to be that guy. I know many people who are. I'm in a store worrying about what people. Uh, oh, I got some on my shirt. Oh, that just happened in the car. I, I, I ain't leave the house like this. You know, my, my, my shirt. Could I? I wash my clothes. This a new shirt. Yeah. Oh, you know, but people don't think, man, got some food on. Minute, uh, boy, my son just hugged me and had some sauce on his face, and I just realized when I got in here, just it's on my pants. We worry so much, cause it, it does it really bother me personally? Not as much. I mean, of course, once it's not a part of my. The style of clothes I put on to have spaghetti sauce on my pants, but I tell you what, if I'm just going to the store to grab a few things, uh, yeah, it doesn't bother me personally, but we worry more so about 
what other people are thinking, especially when we have to see them more than once. It's a workplace or, uh, you know, a family event or what have you. We start to think a lot about what other people are thinking. You see, my internal remedy is what's needed for internal sickness. My internal dis-ease, disorder, understanding of my uh, internal, that's the melody. It's partly going on. There's a disorder of the realizing of our minds. Hmm? And the remedy to that is meditation. Because meditation is the act of looking within oneself. As goofy as some people may think it is, it's the act of looking within. It's the most powerful thing. Because see, you close out the world. And the way it works is it's just you on the inside. Watch the mistaken duality or the mistaken splitting orders or mistaken separation disappear. And the true one appear when you meditate. You're not a man or a woman. You're not a, 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 a mom or dad or husband or wife. You are just life existing in this experience you go back to who you truly are energy light existing in the human form remember you're not looking for the end all solution here you're only looking for a thought that feels good enough that it sticks See, the most important thing is that you believe what you are meditating on. That's the most important thing. Or you're wasting your time. So we're killed. We, we're, we're killed of our age-long delusion and the ignorance accruing from it. So once we begin to look into ourselves, look in, look, look long enough to start to understand and become one with the real version of ourselves then the false version the duality the split personalities the separation will begin to disappear we will stand which is the true version of ourselves and when this begins to stand the delusion ends we will no longer accrue from misunderstanding. Once you understand your own emotional guidance system, you will never again offer your vibrations in ignorance. And that's all I'm trying to get you to understand. Do not offer your vibrations in ignorance. That's why I'm giving you the knowledge. But you know, part of our problem is the conflict with our own complex being. It's so hard to pull away from being human and the things that come with an upkeep of being human. Once you look into your true self long enough, 
you will realize that nothing happening outside of you is any different from what is going on inside of you and vice versa. I hope that sunk in. If you don't like what you're seeing going on outside of you in your life, it's just a reflection of what's going on inside of you. You're trying to deal with it as you see it outside of you. Therefore, change the inside and the outside will follow. I'm trying to tell you, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. Money, you don't have it. Change the inside. Go inside. Meditate on having it. Feel good about having it. Feel as though you have it. And the outside will follow. The outside is just a mirror. It's just a mirror. You think your reflection when you look in the mirror is looking at you or are you looking at it? Look back at you because you're standing in it. I hope that's not confusing because we're constantly being hit with the duality of this life experience that keeps us operating outside of our own government. Boy or girl, up or down, left or right, rich or poor, we're always divided in some form or fashion. Now, boy and girl, that's an obvious division for reproduction, up and down, direction, left and right, rich or poor, unnecessary. But that is a way to define why these people are over here and why the other people are over there. It's a mindset. These are the people with the poor mindset. These are the people with a rich mindset. We don't want the poor mindsets tainting our rich mindsets so we separate them they don't like the the energy of the poor they'll come by and hold their breath for as long as they can while they do a food quickly get out before they turn blue these things begin to trickle over to our spirits all that splitting and dividing and it causes the splitting and the word says a house divided against itself cannot stand. It ain't talking about other people, it's talking about within yourself. Your body is your house, your mind is the house inside of this temple. And when your mind is divided against itself, it's split. It cannot stand. It can't make nothing happen that you desire because it's not in full charge. Someone said, nothing is as dangerous in architecture as dealing with separated problems. If we split life into separated problems, we split the possibilities to make good building art. Do you follow? No matter how broken we have become over this period of time living outside of our government, we can be put back together. Humpty Dumpty can be put back together in our story. We need only to cooperate. 
We want to be a millionaire, but you don't want to cooperate with the process that will make you one. Uh-oh. You don't want to work late nights. You don't want to wake up early in the morning. You don't want to talk to, to strangers. You don't want to get no loans and use other people's money. There's nothing complex about it. See, that's why enemies control the narrative with this duality because the duality makes things perplex. Manipulating you. What if everything was just one? This is one world, one mind. Speaking one language, one way. But the way the world is as we know it is with billions of people, with millions, hundreds, and thousands of different ways to do everything. Isaiah 24 and 10 says the city of confusion is broken down. Every house is shut up that no man may come in. And we know that confusion is uncertainty. There are hundreds and hundreds of different ways to cook one thing. Then we act like it's completely foreign to us. Like asking Indians whether they eat chicken in India. And you say to yourself, wow, I've never tasted curry chicken like Indian style, the way that you guys make it with all the nice spices and it gives it a new flavor. My goodness. There are people who have claimed to have cured their rheumatism or arthritis by wearing a copper wristband. It's just one of the many ways people have received healing. There's multiple ways to heal, multiple ways to eat. I never taste such a thing. When you're talking about the Indian curry, then you go to J Jamaica and you eat that uh, curry. It's still chicken. They just made it in a different way, which brings about a new taste. Looks different, but it's still good. Yet it's still just chicken, right? There are several different ways to make the same thing, but it keep it, it gets perplexing in the details. What seasons they used or didn't use. That's where we get lost. To get lost in the details. And see so many different things that you do. To see the Indians say we do this. And not that. Then the Jamaicans say we do this. And not that. That's why so much of that starts to get complex. To the point where you get lost. Those who do not know the way to 
uh, reintegrate. It is impossible. Because as far as you know, what was thought of hadn't been done. You thought of some new idea, some brilliant thing, and you have no one, uh, no example that you can find. It's considered impossible to you. So technically, that's what it is. Until it's done. It's impossible. Because if it could have been done, it would have been done all these ages, right? What makes you so unique to hundreds and thousands of years? Nobody can think of what you, what you, yeah. what you're talking about just hadn't been done. So if you don't know any way beyond what has not been done, to you it is impossible. Well, you don't know the way, but those who learn the way and apply it, succeed. You see it, you've heard it, but you cannot explain it. And they may not be, some people just can't explain the formula, but they live it. You see, if you can learn the way to operate, to get back into your government, and not only get back into control, but begin to operate. We get the control being the governor of our life. And then you will see all the things that you desire that they were possible. Watching it in the driver's seat. Hmm? Since many people approve of some of the conditions that others have created, but disapprove of others. They sat out on the, the impossible mission of trying to control conditions. Mm. Do you understand? Conditions, your circumstances, you try to control them. Once they don't happen, you're, you're, you're trying to control a result. It's already done. Some people who you might have uh, thought would support you in these new changes. You forgot, oh, I, I, I've listened to Quail on the Brilliant Perception podcast, and, you know, he was talking about these, man, I, I, I'm putting this stuff to use. You, you think it, that it, that person that you know just would, would support this new way of, you stop smoking and you, you stop drinking and, you know, you're exercising and you're eating different and, you swear you know who would support you in this they might view you as crazy say so you over here meditating I, I, I get the exercise and I get the eating different I understand that okay that's but meditate really who are you speaking about things as though they are when they're not you're going off the deep end here. Hmm? They might say, you don't, you don't know what he's talking about. But in your government, you're in control. And other people's doubt does not stand. That's why it's so important to get into your own government. There you rule. 
we get so obsessed with controlling other people's lives because we feel helpless to control our own. Hmm? You may not want to call it that. I'm not controlling. I ain't trying to control nobody. I'm just trying to get my career, go to work. I so I'm doing me. Some form or fashion, to some degree, you have been or are still. And if you if if you if you if you feel depressed, if you're admitting depression, you're admitting helplessness. And if you feel helpless, then it's the only aid. Or the typical aid is to try to control somebody else's life. It's a band-aid. It's not dealing with the real problem. Controlling your own. So much tougher. So it's easier to go around and say, <clears throat> uh, yep, he can't do that. Now, big dog, you might want to put a Put some tens on that bar right there. You ain't gonna be able to lift that. Now ain't no way he finna dunk that. Ain't no way they win in this game. Huh? It's easy to do that. Yep, she should be able to do that. Definitely. She looks flexible. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, she ain't going to that school. They ain't gonna accept her. Ain't no way. Look where she come from. That's not possible. Yeah, that's very possible right there. See, 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 he's 6'9". He definitely got to be going to the NBA. It's just another story reflecting of self. But most people are deflective rather than reflective. So they rather bounce things back on outer conditions rather than look within themselves and deal with the real problem, which is their perception of their own life. Right? I'm telling you, I had to stop because I, I, I was trying to deal with the problem at the condition. I was trying to, you know, I said I do a little self-dealing and then I go back and, you know, to the circumstance or condition and say, all right, look, I see my part in this. Now you say your part in this. And then come back upset like there was no reciprocation as though they were supposed to be. That just because I saw a little reflectiveness uh, in my life, somebody else was just supposed to follow suit. You cannot control other people's lives, only your own. With this being the case, and now that we can better realize it, we can make the impossible possible for ourselves now. But most of us physical beings have become so distracted by the physical nature of this planet that we have developed strong patterns of resistance that thwart our clear connection to our own source. You too human. You forgot that you were spirit first, or maybe you don't know. It's a domino effect though. 
it may become something that encourages or inspires someone else to make that possible for themselves as well. But ultimately what it does and will factually do is make it possible for you to regardless of anybody else, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of your DNA, it's possible for you in this matter. When you make the male and the female into a single one so that the male be not male and a female not female, studies translate this as when you establish the male with the female as a single unity so that the man will not be masculine and the, the woman would not be uh, feminine. This has two basic meanings. <clears throat> first, we must become like angels. That's the first thing. They, how do we become like angels? Okay, that's a big statement. So let me talk about it. Um, we must become like them by transcending the condition of man and woman. By going beyond, by, be going, by, by going beyond that, beyond just a mere woman, beyond just a man going beyond the condition of I'm just a man the condition of I'm not only just a man I'm just a father I'm just a husband I'm I'm just a low-income worker I'm, I'm I'm nobody important like that I'm just doing my part to a bigger important people and things so we got to go beyond these conditions their limitations Beyond our circumstances, beyond the, the human DNA. Beyond the condition of I'm just a woman. You're more than that, right? Until our thinking gets above that limited belief of I'm just this fleshly body, we cannot transcend. I promise you that. As long as you, you, I'm, I'm only human. I only can do so much. I'm only, you're not there. I don't care what you say. Your actions show me what you believe, and you don't believe when you're talking like that. You cannot transcend. Genesis 28:12 says, and he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascended and descending on it. What is it saying here? Stay with me. We become like angels. How they were able to ascend and descend to, in the heavens. Hmm? We can do that in our mind, in our government of God within us within these fleshly bodies we can ascend and descend that's becoming like angels when we can get above this human experience that's the ascending and operate from the government of God which is the kingdom of the heavens within us does that make sense 
being able to ascend and descend as needed from our place of government within. So we must transcend above our physical conditions. And another aspect you could put that as we must transcend the condition of our situation. You're more than a struggle. Transcend. You're more than the suffering transcend you're more than your fears transcend when you have the knowing inside you you know you are God and God is you the fear begins to vanish as knowledge and wisdom fill you up there was a teacher that once said to a group of men that the world is calling a net of gold and women. Then he said to the women, he said, the world is caught in a net of gold and men. All to say that if we think that we are one thing and somebody else is another, it's delusional. We are not our fleshly bodies, but spirits without bodies without form the body is just the form we pride ourselves based on how we live our lives through the human experience as though we are I'm a man I do this I don't cry I let women scream mean things to me because they're weak and I'm a man <laughs> I'm a woman I carry children in my body men can't do that hmm? and blame the man from you know and, and, I, and I blame the man for putting the kid in me to carry <laughs> then brag that they can't carry the baby desire a man that appears to be listening but because I just want to vent and not have a discussion but if I admit that out loud I might be ashamed to say it that it's true we are not these things solely we based our life experience off of these conformities we didn't come to this life experience to change how things are done in the flesh. We came to gain experience and move forward. We get so caught up. Why do people, why do people transfer from this world? Why do people come in and go and come in and go and come in and go? We haven't got the picture yet. It's just to gain an experience and move forward. There's other places to go. You don't need a wife. Don't feel bad if you don't have a wife. You don't need a husband. Don't feel bad if you don't have a husband or ever have one. At least in order to complete that mission, you don't. Just as you don't need to be married to procreate. I'm not promoting that. All I'm saying is the reality is obviously you don't need to get the job done right but religion and, 
and, and the support of the government behind these things, which we can't seem to find the correlation for some weird reason, keeps us in a state of mind that this definitely has to be the right thing. The only thing for me to do. I believe it has been highly misunderstood when the church was heard saying, come as you are. They say, well, shoot, say less. You know, wearing my Air Force Ones and, you know, my jeans, girl, like, hey, you know, the skirt I wore to the club last night. They say, come as you are. It's misunderstood. You are a spirit. That's who you are. You are not your dress. You are not your Air Force Ones. You are not your hair on your humanly flesh. You are a spirit. But in order to better realize this, you must put yourself in a position to be vulnerable to the truth. Many of us get itching ears when the truth come around. That's when they, they say itching ears for, for uh, you know, false doctrine. And, it, you know, they, but the words say itching ears to the truth. If your ears are not itching, it must be feeding something that you want to hear. I'm telling you what you need to hear. It's impossible to get the whole story of man's existence from one book ever. I mean, seriously. You don't have to be a genius to kind of, you know, eh, it's a lot of years for this. These pages is kind of thin when you think about it. Thousands of pages still kind of thin when we're talking about thousands of years and, 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 and hundreds of different outlooks on the same situations and circumstances from different points of view I, I just can understand how this one book has all the answers when you go to college or in school high school elementary whatever you don't get your education from one teacher that teacher don't go in the clouds and change their clothes and say time for math they don't go in the closet and change their time for science. <laughs> if they're doing that, you at a different kind of school. <laughs> Embarrassed to go to nobody. Or just in that part of the school where nobody wants to end up going. No offense. But normally, that's not the case. Sometimes us men act feminine. And when sometimes women act masculine. See, usually according to the circumstance and the conditioning, this happens. Trust me, I know. Females definitely can act like a nooker. Excuse me. That's the, the, you know, that's the clean way of saying the n-word and males can act like girls <laughs> right certain and, and we look at that and we we laugh at people because of it or we look at that and we shame men that act like girls and we shame women that act like men 
But certain environments may cause it to be necessary for a woman to be more manly by nature. And others may cause, uh, uh, other circumstances or conditions may cause a male to be more woman-like by nature. See, if a woman grows up having to protect her little siblings or admire the life of a man and his role in her situation without his personal guidance to lead her to be more like a mother in certain fashions, but more like, more like him in other fashions, she may end up becoming her father in more ways than one. A lot of this mix-up of energies are common in the low-income areas of cities because of the circumstances, the environment made it necessary for the roles to be swapped around in order to survive. You end up tricking yourself into a life like this when you think that that's what's happening outside of you. It has nothing to do with, with what's going on inside of you. You're locked out of the government at that point. Before we can enter the government of God, the dualism mindset must be erased. Before you can be whole, you must get rid of the mentality of being separated within ourselves. We all want to be whole, but we're robbed of that chance when we're still separated mentally. We're still separated within ourselves. You are God who came down in the flesh to have a life experience as you. That's all. You will get back into your government when you discover the power to renew or supply that which we need for entry. We have to go through the Christhood, which is the key to opening the doors of your government. We must change the way we think, change the way we speak, change the way that we act, change the way that we view ourselves. There's only one state, and that's the inner state. Ain't that something? You see, I'm going to jump on the inner state and head towards your house. Mm. The outer is just mirroring what's going on on the inside. Everything outside of us is just, you know, computers. It's just copying our mind setup. The great technology that this body is, right? Roads. I mean, it's nothing is a coincidence. One government. This controls everything. In this place of government, the God in you will dictate it will govern and limit as necessary. We must be brought to maturity 
This is the way to gain strength because we're going to need that new strength to withstand the kickback from our old programming. And I promise you, it kicks hard. Your conditions are trying to dictate your mind when really it's your mind that created the conditions, the external circumstance. Hmm? It's your mind that created the place that you uh, you don't like living at because it's dangerous when you walk outside. It's your mind that created the job that you work at. It's your mind that created the way that people treat you. This is a life where you say, it's nice outside. This is going to be a wonderful day. Oh, the highway is clear as I travel to work. It's going to be a great day. My boss is being nice and brought me a flower for Mother's Day. This is going to be a nice day. I feel great. It's a great day. That's reacting to what is already. You reacting to conditions already. Under that, you can't bet that majority of the time it's going to be a great day. Henceforth, you have the philosophy that, you know, every day ain't going to be Sunday. Instead of looking at it like this, I don't care what kind of day anyone else is having. I don't care what the weather is like. I'm having a good day. Because I choose to, period. I choose to be hopeful in a hopeless situation because I control my life. I'm not running away. Hmm? That's a that's a that's a touchy one. Because I used to just uh, go. And like I said, if you're in fear for your life, you're in danger, definitely get out of there. But if you can help it. You don't have to do anything physically as far as, oh, I got I to gotta move to Texas. I, I, I got I to switch my friend. You don't have to do that. Work on you. Build you up. Get you right. And they will dissolve, I promise you. <laughs> they can't find nothing to talk about on the phone, so the, 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 the phone calls get shorter. Then eventually, no call at all. Things that don't fit in, they will dissolve. See, our conditions will never change until we change first. Hmm? You're talking about, I'm tired of being broke. I'm, I'm tired of doing all this stuff. I'm tired of living like this. It ain't going nowhere until you change. Say, no, nah, I'm going to just change who around me. That's not going to change you. All you're going to do is taint some good people or, or, or have them run from you because you're not different. You say, I'm waiting until I get rich to be rich. Sounds logical. Can't be rich until you're rich, right? No. You're going to have to recreate yourself. Huh? Like Jim Rohn say, if you win a million dollars, you know, today... You better become a millionaire overnight or you won't be able to keep it. How does that make sense? I'm a millionaire when I got the money. No, you're not. You just have a million dollars. 
not a millionaire. A millionaire is a mindset. Hmm? Do somebody follow closely? Stop looking for something outside of you. Stop looking for someone outside of you. Stop looking for Jesus to come down to the earth and save you. Stop looking for angels to drop down and, and fight your battles. To help you change. Stop sitting here playing the holy victim talking about it's God will that I suffer this way to be home in glory one day. Another soldier gone up from a heart attack. What kind of God you serve that got to take you out in such a painful way as a heart attack? Why couldn't you just go in your sleep? When it's time to go, why you got to be sick? That's not the only way to train. Why you got to be murdered? You don't have to be. It's not something to be proud of. So many people are looking to get away with mitigating factors. Oh, my neck hadn't been right since my accident. <laughs> I would get out here and grind toe to toe with y'all, you know, with, with, the, with the best of them. Let me, let me tell you, boy, before, before that accident, but, you know, uh, I would get out here and go toe to toe with you, boy. But I, I, I have to be the caretaker for my mom, and she need me. So I, 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 well, I, well, I'm trying to tell you, though. If I ain't had six kids, if I ain't had four, five kids, ooh, look out, man. I would have been the best entrepreneur out here. I'm disabled. If I make too much money for some, from, for some other source, I, I, I could lose my check each month. Isn't that the point? <laughs> you see how we do? But not to worry. God going to fix it. Here's a message God sent back to you by saying, you are to create the effect of your renewal. Other words, I am you. Fix it. And if we know that the only one that can fix it is God, then who are you if God says, you do it? I hope that sits in for somebody. I hope that you guys have truly enjoyed this as much as I enjoy doing it. I hope that you can take with you what has been said today and apply it. Get in there and gain control of the government of God in your life. And I promise, oh, I promise, you're going to be speaking and singing songs of joy. You're going to be talking about the, the new life. It's going to be so amazing. Like the floodgates of miracles and blessing have just poured upon you. Life has never been more amazing. You can do it. I know you can. And if you listen all the way through to now, I truly appreciate you. Uh, there's so many things we have in store for our listeners. Once we reach a certain point, you guys share this. Listen. Uh, use it as a guide as always and I thank you so 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 much for your support we are just getting started we, uh, there's a 
lot to be done, a lot of work to be put in, but I am here for it. Um, I'm Quell the Music. This is Brilliant Perception. We're believing this in. Until next time.